Let him in today. He'll come in to stay. Open your heart and let the Lord come in. Somebody's knock, knock, knocking and it must be Jesus. Why don't you let him in? Somebody's knock, knock, knocking and it must be Jesus. Well, Why don't good you afternoon to you. Good evening and good morning. Where I'm at, it's 7 p.m. Where you're at, it's what time it is. <laughs> Welcome to stay.intohisword.com. And I am your host. You can visit our website at www.innintohisword.com. And while you're there, be sure to click on the link that says Everything Christian. You'll be forwarded to the Christian Book Distributors. And please purchase something. And by doing so, you'll be helping support our ministry and helping us take this online ministry to the next level. We do appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be covering a few uh, lessons on excuses. And this one is going to be called Not Today. So we're going to pray and uh, we're going to get into this. So we hope, as usual, that you brought your Bible along. And while you have your Bible, and uh, we're going to be going, the theme text will be taken out of the book of Romans. So be prepared to turn there and let's pray. Dear Lord and Savior, we thank you today for this opportunity to share your word, to learn more of your word and to increase in your word. We ask you, Lord, that this world is healed of this pandemic, that you help give knowledge to the people that are working on this pandemic cure so that it will be a cure. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, again, welcome to stay.intohisword.com. Uh, Going, referring to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, it says this, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That will be our theme text as we talk about excuses. Now, we all know about excuses, and perhaps we've made some in our own lives. <clears throat> quite honest, I know I have. I usually title it, title it procrastination. Well, I will put that off for 10 minutes and 10 minutes turns into an hour or I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow may turn into a week or a month or doing a particular task may not ever happen at all. Just fade out of our memory. But when it comes to living for God and, and trying to get our life in order with God, uh, we really can't afford to make excuses, although we do as human beings. And we'll say, you know, whatever our reasons are why we can't serve God. So as we turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 14, he says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. 
and put away gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. Verse 24 and 15, it says, And, adding on to what he just said, he goes, And, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or whether the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, or ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to stop right there and examine that, but hold that place in Joshua chapter 24. Uh, we're going to discuss this a little bit. This is a, a little Bible study we'll be conducting on excuses, and um, we hope that you continue with us uh, while we do this, and hopefully it'll help draw you nigh unto God by the Spirit of God. The Bible says no man comes to God lest the Spirit draw him. So let's hope the Spirit of God draws you closer and near to God. Now, Joshua, in this particular setting that we're reading, you know, Joshua, he led the children of Israel into the promised land and a couple of defeats was under his belt, a couple of victories. But there was a, a, a place in time where the people had doubt and didn't know what to do. And as, as usual, like in the book of Judges, they had a tendency to fall away from what they were taught and what they were learned, what they had learned and, and had a uh, kind of forgot uh, certain things that God had done for them and become comfortable in their lifestyle and and got away from what God had done for them. So he tells them to serve the Lord with sincerity and in truth. Now, obviously, there must have been a problem with false gods or other gods, which were had to be false because there's only one true God. So he admonishes or he encourages or tells them, he says, put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Uh, there, There's a good thing there being said is that we need, you need, we all need to put away those things that we put above God. Uh, the ones that uh, we put our trust in, and we need to put our trust in the one true God, and his name is Jesus. He says, and serve ye the Lord. Now, I know a lot of people may have problems with what I just said, but that's the essence of the Bible, once you get it by revelations, as the Apostle Paul said. He got it by revelation. But we need to put away the gods, which perhaps are lost fathers, the ones that wasn't living in truth, the ones that weren't living according to the word of God, but they turned it on every Sunday afternoon or every Tuesday or Thursday night fights or the basketball, baseball, football, whatever you raised up and lifted up where it became a God to you that your fathers may have gotten you involved in. And hence, by doing so, it had nothing to do with God, but everything, or I should say the Lord in verse 14, it says, and serve ye the Lord, but it had everything 
to do with that which was contrary to the Lord. Hallelujah. In terms of service. And and these individuals or people or who you lifted up as God, you may even put them in your pocket, a little statue or whatever, and call them your God. But he says, put those away that your father served when they were in Egypt or on the other side of the flood. And Joshua goes on to say, if that is bad to you, if that seems evil to you, if that doesn't make sense to you to do that, it doesn't make sense to you to serve the Lord. It it just because you don't understand, you know, your mind is not geared like that. Then he says, well, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether you're going to serve God, the Lord, or whether you're going to serve the gods which your fathers served and who they introduced you to when you were uh, out there in the world doing your business. Uh, this is a choice that are that is put before everyone. Uh, if we would, if we could, we can put society in the ways of the world, the ways of society in our in our left hand. And we can put the ways of God and his encouraging thoughts and and all that God and, and the Lord and heaven has to offer us in our right hand. And so Joshua says, choose. Choose you this day. Whom are you going to serve? Hallelujah. So this is a choice that is laid before us. And the people in verse 16 says, and the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. What? God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. This is what the people said. Hallelujah. Every time we look in the mirror, we should see a miracle because you are a living miracle. The way your heart beats, the way you think, and you can move your fingers and your toes and your arm and your leg and even speak. Think it and speak it that quick. You are a miracle. Verse 17 in Joshua verse tw- uh, chapter 24 It says, for the Lord, our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And which did those things, those great signs in the sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people, though whom we passed, through whom we passed. So it's our God that took us or who wants to bring you out of the current situation that you're in, whether it be in the land of Egypt, the land of bondage. Now, uh, a typology which tell us that Egypt is a type of the world. So perhaps God is trying to bring you out of the world, but for whatever reason, you have made an excuse and you had not made that choice to choose you this day whom you will serve. All right, let's go over to 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21. 
1 Kings 18 and 21. It says, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered, Not a word. Now I can elaborate uh, a little bit more upon 1 Kings chapter 18, but I I encourage you to read it for yourself. It's an excellent story about the power of the Lord and how he overcame the 50 uh, prophets of Baal in, we could say, a battle of truth and a battle of lies, if you would, or non-truth or reality versus real reality versus false reality. There's two opinions here. Who are the people going to believe? And I ask you today, who are you going to believe? Take a time, take a moment, and read 1 Kings chapter 18, the entire chapter. And I pray to God that if you're wavering in the balances, if you're not certain which way to go, that this would encourage you to serve and to choose this day to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 27 and 1, it says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what the day may bring forth. So we can't make excuses. Remember, this is about excuses, not subtitled, not today. We cannot put off today what you can do or you can't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. There's always that but. I'll do it today, but I'm too tired. I'll do it today, but I have so much to do. Well, perhaps we need to rework our schedules and schedule things in. I, I know I have and I'm only human, I'm like everyone else, and I'll constantly, constantly work on this, trying to do things in a timely manner when I, and when it's requested of me. Some people call them a honeydew list. So when I get the honeydew list, I try to jump on it right away. And if I don't jump on the honeydew list right away, I do have it stored, or I'll even write a note <clears throat> somewhere so that I could attend to that honeydew list. And I'm not boasting. I'm not saying I'll do it tomorrow, you know, puffed up, prideful. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You may not even see tomorrow. You may wake up in the morning and or go to bed that night saying, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do A, B, and C. I can't do D, but I'll skip over it and go to E and F. But when you wake up in the morning, your whole day could be rearranged by the Lord or some kind of turmoil can hit and you jump to X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C, and D, and F, E, and F never even got done. So you can't make plans. Don't boast about what you're going to do tomorrow because you don't know what a day may bring forth. So, There are no excuses when it comes to living for God or serving God or there's no, there is no not today. 
because we don't know what tomorrow may bring. You may never even see tomorrow. Isaiah 55 and 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 and 6. Seek ye the Lord. Now when we're in prayer and when we're fasting, hallelujah, or even when somebody is is just walking up to you, sharing the word of God with you, and you've been making an excuse after another, after another, after another, as to why you won't serve God, as to why you're not getting in the church, as to why you're not staying into his word, as to why, why, why you're not. Those are just excuses. Remember, our our theme text is this, Romans 10 and 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So perhaps you're lacking in your faith. So how do you build up your faith? It comes by hearing. And how do you hear? You hear by the word of God. So you can seek the Lord while he may be found, while somebody is witnessing to you, while somebody's talking to you about God. He's near. He's right there. Seek him. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Because we know that all our thoughts or all of the unrighteous man's thoughts are not good. So let him forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. So obviously there's a time and a point where you may have gone astray. I may be talking to some people that have an excuse as to why they won't come back to God. But let him return unto the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord will have mercy upon him. Some of you may not believe this gospel message that I'm sharing with you. There's all sorts of denominations, all sorts of beliefs out there, but I like to submit to you today and ask you to believe the word of God is written here in black and white and you can refer to it in your own Bible. Pray about it. Let the spirit of God move upon your heart and influence you. Just don't take my words for granted. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Just like the scripture says, Hallelujah. It's vitally important that we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's vitally important that we just don't keep laying up excuses and saying not today and trying to put it off for another day. We need to draw near to the Lord while he is near, while he may be found. Have you ever gone to a church service and the spirit is moving? Or you just walk in and you just start weeping, start crying, and you don't understand why. Hallelujah. Or you feel nervous inside, like you're about to get in trouble, but that's just some nervous anxiety feeling 
coming on because of the Spirit of God moving. Seek the Lord while he may be found because the presence of the Lord is happening right where you're at. Even right now, as you're hearing my voice, you may be pondering, thinking about what I'm talking about, wondering if it's for you or not. And it is. And now is the time for you to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him. Oh, Lord, help me while he is near. Matthew 24 and 44 says, Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think, not the Son of Man cometh. This goes along with Proverbs 27 and 1, where we say in 27 and 1, don't boast for yourself about tomorrow because you don't know what that day may bring forth. And Matthew 24 and 44 is telling us, therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think, not the Son of Man cometh. You don't know when God is going to come back. You can't put it off and say, I'll get right tomorrow or or maybe 10 minutes from now. You may not have 10 minutes. You may not have tomorrow. You may not have three weeks, three years, three days. You got to do it now. You got to seek ye the Lord while he is near. Call upon his name while he's near. Hallelujah. You can't keep putting it off. You can't say not today. Because tomorrow may never come. That's just another excuse. You know, the Bible talks about uh, there. there's a, see, I'll be paraphrasing here. There was a time when, when robbers was going to come into a man's house. And had the man known that the robbers was coming, he could have prepared the house or prepared himself to protect this house. Hallelujah. But you never know when a robber or the strong man is coming, when the adversary is going to try to persuade you to stay away from the house of God. So you need to prepare your temple, yourself, your body, your mind, your soul, and no excuses and no more. Not today. Luke 20, uh, Luke 12 and 19 says, and I will say to my soul, soul. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul is required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? We can store up, we can stack up, we can bank up, we could have our own warehouse of goods to the point to where we feel satisfied and relaxed. Hallelujah. Sit back, make some good old iced tea, sun-ripened iced tea. You know how grandma used to do and put it in the outside in the sun or set it in the window, that iced tea, and let it get sun-cooked and when it's done, add some sugar to it. And it tastes just right. Maybe even just a dash of lemon. Hallelujah. And you got your 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 your, your hamburgers and hot dogs, uh, frozen steaks, uh, uh, all your food on standby, ready to go. Hallelujah. But what good is that? 
What good is that if God comes to you that very same night while you're relaxing and taking it easy and you're, you said, I'm set for, for many years, but you don't know God. You haven't turned to God. God comes to you in the middle of the night and knocks on your board on the door of life. Hallelujah. He says, tonight is your night, and thy soul will be required of thee. Hallelujah. So all these things that you have prepared, who are they going to be for? Who shall these things be? The point being made is that it's more important that we prepare to meet the Lord. That's what the important part is. It is better for us to store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust doeth not corrupt instead of storing up for ourselves heaven uh, treasures, excuse me, upon the face of the earth where thieves do break in and steal. Hallelujah. Let's go over to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What are you waiting for? Get up, get baptized and wash away your sins calling upon the name of the Lord. Well, who is, what is the name of the Lord? Why are you waiting? What's holding you? What's keeping you? Are your feet shackled away from the church and shackled to that uh, couch in the living room, shackled to your easy chair, shackled to your car, shackled to your bicycle, shackled to your motorcycle? Whatever it is that you seem to have to be more important in your mind than getting right, getting to know, getting to live for and be with God. Hallelujah. In spirit and in truth. Oh, everybody in their own mind has their own idea, but it's only one idea that counts. And it's only one way that counts. So why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized. And wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So the formula for baptism can be found in the book of Acts, starting at chapter 22, chapter 8, chapter 10. Hallelujah. There are some places where they were baptized in the magnificent name of Jesus Christ. That's calling on the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us that there's none other name under heaven giving among men, whereby we must be saved. So if that's the formula, if that's the way that we should be saved, why are people baptizing in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? That's not the name. Right here in Acts twenty-two sixteen, 16, it says, while you're waiting, get up, get baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. When Thomas was talking to Jesus, they call him Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas said, My Lord and my God. He called upon the name of the Lord. He was talking to Jesus. My Lord 
and my God. For there's only one Lord. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter six and verse two. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So what are you waiting for? Why tarriest thou? He's heard you cry. He's seen you in your times of despair, in your times of hurt, in your times of sorrow, in your times of disappointment, in your times of depression, when you've reached your lowest point and you just didn't know what to do. Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized. He has a day of salvation set aside just for you. And he goes on to say, now is the accepted time. Behold, look. Behold, now, look, look. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, look, look. Now is the day of salvation. Why tarriest thou? Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. As you see, scriptures are here to encourage us, to let us know that there really aren't, truthfully, any excuses why we can't live for God, especially not today. You see the signs all around you. You see dead, uh, dead loved ones dying. You may even have a loved one that died. You hear of people's loved ones dying, people getting sick, people testing this, uh, whatever the sickness is, whether or not it's going to take them out or how sick is it going to be. And you listen to the reports of others that said, oh, it's not that bad. It's like a flu. But let me ask you this. Why take that chance? What if it affects you in a very uh, conflicting way with your health and you go on to meet the Lord and in your mind you said, not today. That's just something to think about. Isn't it better to be prepared than not to be prepared? All these different organizations, all these different groups, Most of them believe in Jesus, but most of them don't believe in the singularity of Jesus. I'm here to tell you today and admonish you that you can live for God today. You can change your mind and come to God today. So I'd like to say thank you for listening today to this excuses not today but today is the day of salvation remember behold now is the day of salvation behold now is the accepted time so be sure to go over these scriptures that have been mentioned let's pray and i'll try to leave those the the scriptures up in the, the show notes or just in the notes so that you can refer to them later. Uh, It's worth your own individual Bible study. 
paying close attention to uh, 1 Kings chapter 18 about Elisha, Elijah, excuse me, and the uh, the prophets of Baal and Baal. Uh, sometimes it is hard to hear from Baal, <laughs> but our God is a faithful God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful today for this opportunity to share your word, to give people hope, to give people a chance to let them know that they can, that today is their day. And procrastination and keep putting it off and off and off and off. There may not be another time. They have to do it while you are near, while you can be found. Hallelujah. They have to seek you when they feel your presence. When someone shares the word with them, that's the opportunity. That's the time to seek the Lord while he may be found and while he is near. Lord, I'd like to close with this one scripture once again to encourage those that have an itching ear to hear that they would hear what the Spirit is saying into the church. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Come back and listen and hear the word of God at stay that into his word. God bless you and we will be back.